Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Tess Trend with me. Tess is the creator and creator of BA Forums, an online networking community for established and aspiring virtual assistants. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me, George. Thank you for being here, Tess. How did you get involved with the uh, VA business? Um, It's a long story. I'll try to keep it short. Um, It's a story I've told many times, and it's a fun story. Um, I was living in India, actually, and I had run out of money. So how did you end up in India? That sounds pretty Uh, You want me to start at the very beginning? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was studying at the University of Washington. I was in the Comparative History of Ideas program, and they have a great study abroad opportunity, Um, you know, lots of different countries that you can choose from. And I was approached by one of my advisors, and she said, you have to go visit this place called Oroville in southern India in Tamil Nadu. And it just, it sounded amazing. It's an intentional community, and it was somewhere that I really wanted to be. So I went to India with my class on a 10 or on a six month visa. And while I was there, um, because we didn't travel with a philosophy professor, it ended up not being on point for me. And I ended up sort of not being in, as interested in the um, schooling aspects, but really interested in the community and in India in general. And I decided I wanted to stay. So I dropped out of school, came back to the States, sold everything I owned, and went back to India on a 10-year visa. And I ended up staying there for almost four years. Um, but And during that time, I had a few odd jobs. I would do radio voiceover for Bangalore Radio. Um, I was hired as a fashion model a few times, which was fun, but really bizarre because I was wearing 80-pound saris. You know, I'm a white girl <laughs> up on the catwalk in this heavily beaded sari. Um, but it was fun. In any case, I needed to find a, a sub, you know, a regular income. Mm-hmm. And so I looked online and I found a client in the publishing industry who lived in New York who had read a book by Thomas Frieden um, all about outsourcing. And so she was, the irony was that she ended up hiring an American virtual assistant in India. Um, and where did you find her? How, how did you connect online? She was on Craigslist, actually. Um, That was, it was early days. It was quite a number of years ago at this point. Um, And I emailed her, you know, I I told her what my situation was. I wrote her a real smart email. I told her that I, you know, anything that she had for me, I'd, I'd love to dig in. And she hired me. And within a year, I had, she had sent me so many of her colleagues that I was so busy. I was turning work away. Um... And anyway, that's how I got started. <laughs> okay. So basically just by word of mouth, you were able to get more and more clients. Then... Yeah, the majority of my clients come to me on referral. And now at this point, I'm referral only. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and in the early days, it, most of them came through that first client. I owe her a lot. She really, She's a huge cornerstone of my business, not only by virtue of hiring me and sending me her colleagues, but just learning um, on the fly with her. I was new to the publishing industry, and it was fascinating, and it was it was a wonderful experience. So. It's funny how one client can make a big difference in a business. Yeah, she's wonderful. I actually dedicated um, the second edition of my book for virtual assistance to her. Her name is Laura Dawson, and she's, she's awesome. So. Right. So, what were your reasons for starting VA Forums? 
Oh, that's, that's another story. So um, at, at about that year, one year mark, you know, I didn't even know that I was a virtual assistant, really. I just knew that I was working with awesome people uh, remotely. And I had one client who, after a while, decided she didn't want to pay her invoice. And not having a lot of business experience, I sort of, you know, I batted my eyes and said, please. And, uh, you know, I tried to talk to her about what, what might have been wrong. And it turned out that she was she was just in a bit of a mood. But I didn't really know how to handle that. And not having that experience led me to look online for people who had, who maybe could give me some advice. And I ended up finding two forums for virtual assistants that were in existence at the time. And that was when the light really dawned on me, like, wow, I'm a VA. But the problem was when I went to join the two forums, one of them denied me membership because I didn't have five years admin experience in the corporate world. And I was like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for a year. I'm really good at what I do. Um, I'm turning work away. You know, how, why wouldn't you want me to be part of your community? And that was really disturbing for me. And then there was another community where the people just didn't, it didn't feel very supportive. Um, there wasn't a lot of friendliness. And I'm very social and I like to bring people together in a positive way. And so looking at what was out there, I thought, gosh, maybe I should start my own forum. <laughs> and so I did. And what year was this? That was back in 2004. 2004. Wait, no, that's. 2007. My apologies. I think it was 2007. Um, And so, you know, I started out with a really simple installation of vBulletin and started inviting people. I would watch the press releases come through Google News Alerts, and I would literally invite people one at a time. Hey, I started this forum. I'd love to have you join. Come check it out. Congratulations on the launch of your business or whatever it was they had, you know, sent out in their press release for their VA business. And slowly, slowly, over the course of a year or two, it grew um, and the population grew larger and people started really contributing. And I was also able to set the tone for the community overall. And I hear nine times out of 10 that it's the most welcoming, supportive, excuse me, online forum that anyone's ever found. Because when you start from scratch like that, you really do get to set the tone for how people will interact. And I insisted that it would be a supportive atmosphere. Um, I'm not interested in telling people that they can or can't be a VA. My job is to give them the information and they sink or swim of their own accord. So. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, you know, the very beginning. I mean, were you impatient at all with, you know, you <laughs> mentioned that you added people one at a time, which sounds pretty normal. But, you know, at the same time, you know, maybe you can't help feeling like, you know, this is never going to happen. Um, well, you know, at the, so at the time I was living in India and then we moved to Nepal and I lived in Iran for a while. And all of those countries are... I mean, they're considered third world countries. So my income relative to my lifestyle was, I was comfortable and I had plenty of time to devote to working on the forums. So it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. If it was something where I was trying to do it to make money to support my family, there's no way. I mean, monetizing a community is notoriously difficult, if not impossible, um, depending on what your niche is and how you approach. And so it wasn't about making money for me in the beginning. It was more about just getting people to participate and creating an awesome resource because I saw a need for it. There were so many people, if they told me that I didn't qualify, and I knew perfectly well that I did, 
even though I didn't have those, you know, old school five years experience, um, I knew there was a market out there. So it, it was a tedious process, but not an uncomfortable one. But that's probably because I was living, you know, basically a vacation lifestyle, a work so, vacation lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, were you look, what, what were some of the metrics that you were looking at, especially maybe the first couple of years to know that, you know, you're kind of on the right track? Right. Well, you know, I have screens, I have screenshots from the very beginning where there's like five people online. And that was a big deal to me to have five people on the site at one time. And then it was, you know, 25 people and 100 people and 300 people. And now we have thousands of people online. And it's a niche market. So I'm not as big as a forum like Digital Point or anything like that. But it, it's active. Um, and for me, what really set the standard was watching people develop relationships and seeing them come back to the forums time and time again. For a long time, I knew ev who everybody was based on their username um, and that I was good until about a thousand active members. And then, you know, I was like, I can't keep track of everyone anymore. Um, but so for me, it wasn't so... Oh, it wasn't necessarily the number of people, but it was the interaction, the con the contribution to the website and to each other. That for me was the just the defining line that I knew that the site was going to be okay. So, how many people are using VA forums today? We have over eight thousand active members. Um, I not only curate the content, like I obviously we don't have any spam and that kind of thing, but I curate the membership. I'm not interested in displaying inflated membership numbers. I mean, if I kept mm -hmm. every single registration that we'd ever had, I'd you know, be 75,000 people. But half of those are bots. So you know how spam is just yeah. prevalent with forums. So I'm really interested in maintaining that um, close knit feel, even though we it's 8,000 people. On any given day, obviously, they're not all there. And some people drop off and um, then they're removed later or they'll, you know, they want to come back on the forums later on. So we have a membership of right around 8,000. So now, uh, basically, uh, you know, there's no way one person could curate it. So you have some other members that help you with that? No, I do everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> when do you sleep? <laughs> you know, the forum really runs itself at this point. It's been, on, I've, it's been running and online for long enough that I've developed a system where I don't get very many spam registrations to begin with. And when they do get through, um, and there is a reporting feature so that a member, if someone does see a spam post, they can report it and I get an email. And so in that regard, my membership is, is my support in that way because I do get from time to time a note that says, hey, so-and-so noticed this post. It looks like spam. And then I can go in and take care of it. Um, but because of the way I've set my system up, the way the members are introduced to the site when they first register and they have to read the rules, the community kind of etiquette, it tends to run very smoothly. And we, I don't have a lot of curation that has to be actively done anymore. I spend maybe an hour on average a day on the forums. And that's including making personal posts as myself, as well as moderating new memberships and um, moving content around that needs to be moved around, handling customer service for the store and that kind of thing. Wow, so, that sounds pretty doable. So yeah. you have done something really amazing. I mean, you built a community with uh, you know 8,000 active members, which is a big number. I don't care what anybody says uh, to get 8,000 people. <laughs> so what were the uh, things you did right that enabled you to build a real community? 
I really believe that it was my attitude in welcoming people. If you create a welcoming atmosphere, I mean, people are intimidated by the idea of starting a business, regardless of what the niche is. And particularly when they come to a forum and they can see it's really active and people are talking, as a new person, they're going to feel like, gosh, I don't know as much as these people. I can't possibly have anything to contribute. What am I going to say? And so it keeps people um, from from being active. But because my forums are so welcoming and I make such a big deal about saying hi to people and the other members follow suit because they really do follow my example, I really think it's it's the atmosphere that keeps mm-hmm. people um, spending time there and coming back. We don't do a lot of high pressure sales. There's not, I don't email my members very often. I do enough to support the forum because obviously it costs me money to run it and I don't charge a membership fee. Um, but it really is based on true supportive collaboration. And I, th- I think that's the trick. I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you market via forums early on? Other than writing people emails, <laughs> I, I've never, well, I can't say I've never paid for advertising. I've probably spent $300, let's say, on advertising for virtual assistant forums in the entire course of a which is like eight years at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so really for me at this point, it's word of mouth, kind of the same as my personal business. People, you know, and now we're on Twitter and Facebook and that kind of thing. So there's more exposure, but I've invested very little in paid advertising. Um, mm-hmm. And so was, unpaid advertising, you mentioned Twitter. And so how active are you on, on Twitter and Facebook and so on? Um, Twitter for me has been an experiment that is always changing. For a long time, I ran the Twitter handle as virtual assistant forums, and I had a very um, removed approach. I wasn't personally, like it wasn't my face, it wasn't my name. And I had the same approach on my forums as well, because I wanted it to be about the community and not about me. I'm not interested, I mean, I'm there to help people, but I'm not a guru. I'm the mm-hmm. last person who's going to say I'm an expert at virtual assistants. I'm good at what I do, and I can, I'm good at finding answers, but I'm not interested in being a talking head. So it's always been about maintaining the cohesion of the community. And so I had that same approach with Twitter, and after a couple of years, I realized you know, people really want to know who I am and, and they respond well to me and I'm open and I try to be, you know, honest and friendly. And so I recently changed my Twitter handle so that it's my, my own name, my own picture. And it's, but I've also branched out in, in what I discuss and what kind of information I share and how I interact on Twitter. Facebook so how did, what did you change? What did you change on Twitter then? I mean, you um, change your, your my, handle, it's but... It's a more personal approach. I'm just, I'm more personal. I talk directly to people. I have conversations. Um, it maybe gets silly sometimes. You know, I interact, mm-hmm. like, I have, there's a couple core VAs on my forums who maybe teach my classes or they're working on writing books for the, for the forums. Um, they're kind of high profile, and I interact with them a lot. Um, we're good friends, and so it's kind of fun to get on. I just there's a more personal approach to it. Facebook, so you are I the brand, have. right? So you are. It's kind of like well, a Martha Stewart. Of, or, I mean, it yeah. sounds to me that you didn't, you did not want to be the brand initially, I but now you be. are the brand. <laughs> right, I'm slowly, I'm slowly starting to own it. Um, I went to a conference in San Diego with some fellow virtual assistants. It was with Marisa Murgatroyd, um, and the whole thing was about you know your 
your message and owning your story. And I thought, if I'm really going to keep virtual assistant forums alive, I can't keep running it like it's a bot because it's not a bot. Um, it's real people. And while they're interacting with each other, and I don't need to you know, be the president of the club, but being visible and being present, I think, helps keep morale up and it helps keep people interested and active. If they feel like I care about the site, which of course I do, um, and I'm making time to be there, <clears throat> then they're more likely to participate. So, and this is so interesting to me because uh, you know I'm I'm one of the founders of Success Harbor, and you know it, it's you know it's something that I think everybody struggles with. That do do I want to be the the brand or or do right. I just want to be the creator? And I don't know if there is a right answer, but it's just more like the process of making the decision is what is really interesting to me. Right. Yeah. There there may come a time when I put myself up in the logo section of the forums. It's highly unlikely. It's mm -hmm. just not it's not how I operate. Um and I I would much rather let other VAs take the limelight and, and own that spotlight and because there's so many smart people out there, it's really important to me that it's not just about me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, um, you mentioned that uh, you you attended an event in San Diego. Do you put on uh, webinars or seminars for VA forums? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have been asked to do like a live event for the forums uh, in person for so many years, and it just isn't something that I've had time to organize. Mm -hmm. um, it's on the it's on my to do list. It's something that I work with my my key VAs on every once in a while. We talk about, you know, bits and pieces of how we could run it. And obviously when I attend other events, I think about doing that kind of thing. Um, I would love to be able to do it. I went to the World Domination Summit last year, and that was a big inspiration. Um, we do online events, and I always have since the very beginning of the website. Some of them were maybe um, more old school than others. Like we had a chat room for a while where we were literally just typing and talking to each other. Um, but they were always really busy, and we had lots of attendance. And you know, now we do webinars and live classes and and such. I did do a show; for, it was sort of an experiment. It was this year, and we did three episodes. And I'm definitely planning to start it up again. But my daughter is she's six, and she's home from school for the summer, so it's just not feasible for me right now. I'm thinking I'll probably jump in. You again have better in things to do right now. Okay. Sure, uh, <laughs> I'd rather play with the water guns outside. <laughs> Makes sense. So let's talk about. I mean, so far it sounds like everything was pretty easy and all that, but I'm sure there have been some challenges. I'm sure there are some challenges now. So can you share some of the challenges that you had to? overcome from the beginning uh, building um, VA forums? Sure. Uh, in the beginning, spam was a big problem, and that's why I have all of these processes in place that walk new members through so that we don't have that problem. Um, there, were, there were some interesting conversations with the founders of other forums online who weren't very pleased that I thought I was um, qualified enough to run a forum for VAs. That was that was hard. So they actually I like called you like, out. Uh, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I still every once in a while I get an email from someone who's like, "Did you see what so and so said about you on Twitter?" I'm I don't play that game though. I'm 40. Um, I'm not in high school, so I don't interact with. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's some people who have they have a little. It's frustrating for them, I think, because I don't. I don't make rules. 
again, my job is to provide information. It's not my job to qualify you as a VA. It's not my job to create a certification. I'm not interested in telling someone they can or can't be what they're interested in trying to be. In this day and age, we get to invent ourselves and reinvent ourselves every day if we want. The Internet makes it possible to discover new avenues for career and income that, you know, I mean, I'm – I'm the most surprised of anyone that I'm good at business. It just wasn't something that I thought I would ever do. And so who am I to say? So that, that was hard because I like to be liked. You know, you want, <laughs> everyone likes to be liked, and it's hard to feel like you're being judged. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized pretty quick that it's not, it's not worth the energy to get involved in that stuff. And if I keep focusing on doing good work on my website, I don't need to worry about you know the static that's out there. Um, yeah. Other than that, I would say monetizing the forums. When I realized, you know, the server is quite large as we got bigger and bigger. And um, so my server is about $200 a month. And that, you know, it's an expense. And then there's other small things that I pay for once in a while. So monetizing the forum to make sure that it was self-sustaining. That was hard. It took a while. First, I started So talk about that. Talk about mm-hmm. that. How do you generate revenue with uh, VA forums? And what was hard about right. it? Well... <laughs> I put I I when I first started the forums I made a big deal about how the forums would always be free. It was really important to me that the base of information be accessible at no cost. And because of that I'm I can't now go in and charge a membership fee because I want to stand true to my word. So I've had to get really creative. And what I realized was that a lot of people were asking the same questions over and over again or there was similar themes and worries that people had about how to get their business organized. And so I went through and created a, uh, an outline, and I ended up writing a book called Become a Virtual Assistant, The Virtual Assistant Forum's Guide to Success. And that uh, has has paid for, that is what sustains the forums at this point. And we have it available as a PDF, and it's also a Kindle version, and we have a paperback version now. Um, so adding those products has helped mm-hmm. and then I and then hired, uh, you you haven't I'm sorry to interrupt but you haven't considered having a free membership and then creating a premium membership where you have additional maybe your book and additional things uh, I have I definitely have but I feel like I would be fudging my original commitment to free if I did that because to take out certain sections of the forum and make them premium would restrict people's access. And so I feel like if they're going to invest in their business, if they want to comb through the forums and find the information and do the work, then fine, I'll give them access. Um, we also have a directory, where so it's a paid directory that helps support the forums. And then I built uh, with some other VAs, um, we built classes around my ebook, and then we had other VAs come in, like Luz Donahue did a social media class. Um, I have somebody right now working on a multi-virtual assistant business class. Um, we have a WordPress class. So, and they're soon going to be on demand. For a long time, they were live, um, mm-hmm. six-week classes. So that helps monetize. So I pay my teachers, and then I take a cut. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the store people in our industry can submit product to sell. And I run it kind of the same way Amazon does, where the authors take 70% and then the store takes a 30% cut. Payments go directly to the author, though, so that I don't have to deal with the taxes. <laughs> um, but that's that helps good. 
all of that helps support the forums and keep it online. Um, and then mm. I run AdSense as well. I try to do it in a minimal way, but it's on there. And that all of that together helps pay for the server and then some. So, mm-hmm. so how many visitors uh, does your forum get a month now? That's a really good question. I have not looked at my analytics for probably two years. Oh, wow. I'm so focused, yeah, I'm so focused on content and just how people are doing and making sure that we're listening to what people want um, and don't want mm-hmm. um, and making sure that those opportunities exist. I just don't – I don't pay attention to that. I remember so, so, being hmm. – So how do you differentiate between noise and something that you need to pay attention to when you, when you listen in your, in your forums? Um, it's pretty clear. I mean, there's there's nothing on my forums that I would consider to be noise. Everybody like like there. like when you need to make a change. You know, like if some people say mm-hmm. stuff, do I need to really make a change about about my forum, or this oh, is I, just you know what I mean? So how do you know when to make a change? Um, you know, I don't I don't get a lot of negative feedback where somebody when we change. It could be positive. Design, it could be any kind of right. feedback. When I changed the design, I got really, it used to be purple and I got really, really tired of this purple because on some people's screens it was turning up pink and I was like, no, that's not okay. So we changed it. I changed it to what it is now. Um, I got some interesting feedback. People, we hadn't changed the menu at all and people were like, I can't find anything. And I said, but I didn't change anything except for the color, you know. So it's funny. People are finicky. Um, Yeah, I mean, early days people were there was like a non-interactive write-up that explained the difference between having an employee and a virtual assistant and it sort of did a cost comparison and people something that was interactive because everyone charges a different fee so to have something that's pre-written doesn't work for everybody so we my developer at the time created a custom calculator for me that people can install on their websites and it, they enter their company name, and it sort of builds this Ajax um, calculator that they can put on their website that helps clients calculate, you know, how much they'll save by working with a VA. And it explains, you know, that VAs <clears throat> there's like some pre-written text on the left that explains that VAs, you know, don't you don't pay for their insurance, and you don't pay for their overhead, and you don't you know you don't pay for lunch breaks and vacation time and that kind of thing. So it's um, those kinds of things have come into development because people have asked for them. Um, a lot of the product in the store is because people have asked for them. People wanted like a, a simple retainer contract that they could download and use. And so all of that's in there. And we have one for UK, one for um, Canada, one for US. Um, people were having trouble pulling together like a client welcome packet. So I created just a small product that they can use with templates that they can edit. Just, it's really just paying attention to when I see the same question being asked over and over again, I know that we either need a product, a course, or some kind of download, whether it's free or paid. Um, so that, yeah. you know, that makes it kind sense. Of, yeah. everybody talks about, you know, now they talk about a lean startup model, you know, mm-hmm. to listen to your customers and based on that, you should create a, you know, a product. That's exactly right. what you're doing. So what do you think is the biggest misconception of people that try to hire a VA for the first time? Well, I mean, I, I would love to say that it's, <clears throat> that it's the idea that everyone's sort of 
cheap. Um, there's because there's there is a market of VAs overseas that you know there's these big call centers where you can hire a, a virtual assistant for three dollars an hour, um, and I think a lot of times there's a, a disconnect for clients in the business world where they don't realize that hiring a VA really is an investment in their business and hiring someone who isn't a native English speaker. Um, it, you know, it can have ramifications. And also, when you hire someone out of a call center, you're, you may get a different assistant the next day. You may not have a dedicated assistant. And so there's always that learning curve of, you know, let's look at how much you charge as a client. If the client is charging 100 or $200 an hour for their services, it's a, it, it can be a good investment to spend 35 to $50 an hour on a VA who's going to get in and take care of the minutiae for them handle the things that are cluttering up their day uh, so they have more billable hours. And so for some people, that's a learning curve. The bigger the industry gets and the more exposure it gets, the better that um, relationship with that type of information becomes. There, I think there will always be um, sort of a gap there where you have to explain. Because some, some clients have gone to work with the VA overseas and had you know great results. And some of them, they come back to you in three months you have to do the work again at the higher rate and they end up paying for it twice because, you know, they, they ended up with a bad provider. So yeah. there's always that. Yeah. Um, so what about on the other side? Uh, what do you think is the biggest misconception of someone that wants to get into the <laughs> VA field for the first time? What What is, uh, you know, maybe like the biggest one that just sticks out to you? Yeah. Well, I think it's the idea that it's plug and play. Uh, it's not a plug and play career. It's definitely not you know, I can't open my computer and make money. It doesn't work like that. You you have to, if you're going to support someone else's business, you have to be able to build a business to begin with. And so a lot of times people join the forums and they're like, do I really need a website? Do I really need a contract? Do I really need a business name? Yeah, you really do. If you're going to support, especially in the online world, if you're going to be supporting coaches and real estate agents and retailers and consultants and whoever it is that you're going to be working with, these people are online. They expect you to know what you're doing. You you need to be present on, on social media and that kind of thing if that's what you're going to be offering. And so, yeah, the idea that it's a plug-and-play career um, is is a common issue, and the whole first chapter of my book is, is devoted to explaining. You know, it's it's not a hobby. It really is about helping people have better businesses, make money, and also doing something that's rewarding for yourself. Um so, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of work at home scams out there and people get this idea sometimes that they can, you know, oh, I have Internet. <laughs> like that's all it takes. It's not quite that simple. Yes, it's like uh, treating it like a real business. Yeah, because it is. It is a real business and you'll be taxed accordingly. So you better treat it like a real business or the IRS will come after you. That's the other thing. <laughs> you know, if if you don't play by the rules, then you get audited. So. That sounds good. Uh, Tess, I, I want to thank you for coming on Success Harbor today to share uh, your story with uh, VA, uh, VA Forms. How can people find out more about you or, or what you do uh, and your book, perhaps? Oh, thanks. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Tess Strand, and I love growing my connections there. It's an awesome place to kind of watch what my colleagues are doing, and I am and my clients as well. So LinkedIn is probably my favorite place to connect. Virtual Assistant Forums 
on Facebook. I'm not. Um, also, I'm on Twitter under the handle at Terrace Strand. Terrace is my legal name. So it used the at VA forums, which is confusing for people. But like I said, I made that transition recently. And then obviously virtual assistant forums, which is virtualassistantforums.com. And we have a store that you can check out. All the books and classes are listed in there and they're also on amazon.com. So lots of different places to connect. Well, thank you very much, Tess. And everybody go and check out virtualassistantforums.com and uh, hopefully you can come back in the future, maybe next year and share, you know, how everything is going uh, and how you're growing your uh, community. Thank you. That would be great. Thank you so much, George. Happy Monday. Yeah, you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.